Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Today is January the 10th, 2022. The Cashed It with Chris podcast is back, man. It's been a while. Uh, stopped doing these right around the Christmas break just because we was getting a lot of a lot of variance with, uh, you know, the injury report, a lot of manipulation with the injury report as well. Um, from the NBA, a lot of these guys know with, whether they're going to play or not the night before. They know earlier in the day, but we've been you know, getting the manipulation. So uh took a break from doing these. Also, just just time to re reset, recharge, refocus. Uh, but I think it's a good time to kind of jump back into it, man. So the Cash It with Chris podcast is back now. Uh try to do this thing every single day as always, 7 a.m. Eastern time. The podcast is presented to you guys by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. As always, a lot of great podcasts going on over there. Not just myself. This just happens to be the the gambling uh, podcast, but uh, a lot of great podcasts going on over there. So be sure to check out the Basketball Forever Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. There's a Twitter. There's also an Instagram. So check those guys out over there. Uh, real quick recap of what's been going on, because I still have been doing shows if you guys aren't aren't 100 percent aware. Uh, real quick recap. So yesterday uh, was on Chicago Bulls. I took their team total over. 113 and a half and we saw them just can just come out extremely flat which didn't really surprise me a lot because chicago does come out flat but being that they never got back into it um you know they sometimes they're they're a better second half team than they are first half team uh they they just never got into it the rosen getting hurt leaving the game didn't help any said he could have played through it but uh you know just wanted to make sure he did he was trying to be precautious as possible so it makes sense. Um, Boston didn't hit their team total under over either. I thought coming back home, Boston would light up Chicago and Chicago would be able to score. I, I was projecting that game to go over and the game went under. So Chicago Bulls team total also went under, took them at 113 and a half. They failed to score 100 points, just stopping at 99. So uh, lost there. Also was on Giannis, uh, you know, to kind of keep it going yesterday after getting embarrassed by Charlotte at home. And uh, of course, you know, the guys come to the rescue yesterday. Uh, Drew Holiday has a big game. Um, Brooke Lopez chips in a bunch of donks, a bunch of jump shots, a bunch of rim runs. So Giannis doesn't need to do as much when he finally gets help, of course. So his points plus rebounds at 43 and a half did not cash either. So um, that's all in the past, though. Let's get let's get into today's slate uh, and try to get that money back from yesterday. Uh, got a few notes that I want to share and not honestly not the greatest slate today. Not the greatest slate today. Got some more diving to do as always. But uh Let's talk about what we got today. So first game up, let's see, I got my banners back. And y'all be sure to hit the like button, support the show uh, if you guys can, uh, retweet it if you guys are watching on Twitter, all that good stuff. And let's get into to the slate for today. So first game up, we got the we got the Pistons and the 76ers, man. So um, real interesting because these two teams just play. We see, we see they, they just played in Detroit on Sunday. Uh, Philly was uh, laying six in that six in that game. I think it might have closed at six and a half. Line up to ten. They absolutely de destroyed Detroit. Uh, shorthanded without Embiid, without uh, PJ Tucker in that one. These teams, like I said, just played on Sunday. Embiid has been upgraded to questionable. So that's the news we're gonna be waiting on all day long. I'm pretty sure he doesn't come back for this game. Uh, not 100 sure, of course, but uh, last week. When talking to reporters, Doc Rivers said that, you know, he was without a timetable to return. 
to me, that sounds like he's going to miss more than just three games. He didn't play last week when they played the Indiana Pacers, but all of a sudden he's supposed to return back for this game uh, against the Detroit Pistons. Maybe it's a game, you know, you kind of want to work him back in against a a, a, a really t- a poor defensive team, but I, I don't see him be coming back for this one. Um, like I said, he has been upgraded to questionable. We'll probably end up waiting on that news all day. This team, uh, he, he missed the last game, of course. You look at the Sixers, this team, like just trying to cap this game, and I don't want to spend too much time on this game because uh, the Pistons are one of the worst teams in, in basketball. This team is just 11-32, and 32, dealing with a lot of injuries as well. You know, Cade's out for the season. Uh, Jaden Duran is also going to be out for this game. Bogdanovich is also ruled out for this game. So, um, like I said, uh, Philly, the, one of the better home teams in the league. This team is uh, – 16 and six straight up at home, 15 and seven against the spread. One of the best, uh, you know, records both wise, uh, you know, and, and don't really have a lot to, um, you know, to prove to the Detroit Pistons in this spot. The Pistons are also just one and eight against the spread in their last nine meetings in Philly. So they typically don't travel well to Philly. I think Philly has enough to be able to get to whatever their team total is in this one. And that's the way I would look to play this one. Um, you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, if indeed is ruled in, and I had this pulled up last night, just didn't write jot it down. The Sixers are something like I think um 11 and 2 against the spread as a home favorite with Joel and B in the lineup for for uh for the game. So I'd be looking to take Philadelphia uh in some way, shape, or form, you know, team total. If Joel Embiid is ruled in, then of course you don't want to be at, on, on Harden as much. But on Sunday, James Harden, I took his point, his uh, rebounds plus assists, <clears throat> thinking that, you know, without Joel Embiid being in the game, without uh, P.J. Tucker being in the game, he would be the guy that would be rebounding the ball. We know Detroit shoots a lot of bricks. And uh, Joel and, and James Harden cashed his rebound prop before halftime uh, in that game. I, Detroit, I don't see them coming up on the road and, you know, being able to, to do too much more. I know – uh, sometimes you think about a letdown spot for a team like Philly, especially after beating Detroit already. But to me, I don't see that. And the reason why I don't see that is because Detroit struggles to score the ball offensively. They play hard. They just don't have a lot of guys that can put the ball in the rim. They don't have a lot of guys that can create easy shots. And when you take out a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich, it, it becomes even it becomes even more difficult. So I uh, didn't want to spend too much time on that game, but I'd be looking towards the Philadelphia t- team total over or the Detroit Pistons team total under. If you guys uh, come back for the uh, Crispy Cap and NBA show, I'll probably have an official play on that game as I look a little more deeper into it. But uh, not putting my money on Detroit uh, by any means necessary. I think Philly could win this game by 20 if they wanted to. Moving along, uh, I want to talk about the Charlotte Hornets and the Toronto Raptors game. So the Charlotte Hornets are coming into this game 12-8-2 uh, against the spread on the road, which uh, you know, is is not as bad of a road ATS record as it as it is a regular record. They are only six and t- sixteen uh, as a road team. This team struggles to score the ball uh, as well. Although recently they did give the Bucks, uh, you know, fifty points in the first quarter out of nowhere in that spot. So um, Charlotte twelve eight and two uh, ATS on the road, back to back road games, back to back good road performances. Even though they did lose. Uh, to the Indiana Pacers late in that game on Sunday. So the Hornets, um, you know, th- like I said, they they had a really strong performance against the Bucks. kind of came from out of nowhere, hit the Bucks upside the head before the Bucks even knew what happened. That game was over with on Friday evening. 
uh, go to Indiana and was actually winning that game most of the game. Indiana come back and fight hard in that game uh, and, um, you know, end up winning that game late. Now you get the Charlotte Hornets uh, in Toronto. Toronto laying seven and a half points in this spot. Uh, and they they haven't been been the you know a really good team recently. They did get a a, a home win uh, on set on Sunday against the visiting uh, Portland Trailblazers, who are also uh, struggling right now, and a team that we're going to talk about in just a second. But uh, this Toronto team only four and six in their last ten games, five and five against the spread. Uh, but Charlotte just three and seven uh, their last ten, four five and one against the spread. So two teams that you know can be really really difficult to back. One thing that I looked at was, and I talked about Charlotte offense, you know, not being the greatest uh, uh, offense, especially recently. Uh, they, they, uh, I know Gordon Hayward is listed as questionable for this game without Kelly Oubre. Um, Toronto could really come in here and turn up, man. They could absolutely turn up. Um, but Toronto can struggle to score the ball as well. This does feel like a game that Toronto should turn up in. I'm not – I don't want to lay eight eight points with Toronto. So if I get there and end up playing Toronto, it, it may be something like a team total. Um, Charlotte has been playing just a tad bit better defense as well. They played good defense on Friday night in Milwaukee. They also played pretty good defense against the Pacers on Sunday, losing that game as well. So I'm saying a lot of things that kind of con- contradict themselves. So uh, probably won't have a play in this one. But what I had written in my notes that Charlotte has reached their team total in five of their last six games as a way – as an as an away dog uh when uh the line is uh when the line is uh greater than se- seven or more so these are the spots that to, that that charlotte actually plays well in as an away dog um you know catching a bunch of points they've they've actually hit their team total in five of those six games so uh interesting to note that do, these two teams do play again on thursday in toronto so it's one of those back-to-backs uh, where, you know, no nobody has to travel. They'll be playing in the same exact gym uh, just with a day of rest in between. Toronto, fourth game of a seven-game homestand. Charlotte, third game of a four-game road trip. You typically want to back the teams that are on the fourth, you know, the third, uh, on the fourth game of a seven-game homestand. And for Toronto right now, this is the time of the year where they really have to figure out if they want to make a push and try to get to the playoffs. Or if they're going to just kind of chuck it up. I was watching the game on Sunday against the Blazers, and, you know, the announcers kind of said the same thing. This team is only 17 and 23 straight up, um, but they are 12 and uh, 10 at home. So Toronto typically turns up at home, but like I said, eight seems too many points to lay, so probably won't lay that with them. Um, interesting to note as well, Toronto has won the last three meetings in in uh, in Toronto, but Charlotte has covered two of those last three. Hornets 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight. Uh, in Toronto and 18 and eight uh, ATS in the last 26 games in Toronto as well. So uh, not a play for me that I want to, you know, put, get in on this game. If so, I might look at player prop. I do think it's interesting to know that uh, Plumlee, right? We, we, you want, when you tackle Toronto, you typically want to do it with the opposing center uh, and you want to do it from their rebound perspective. Plumlee is somebody I will be looking at his rebounds over Mason Plumlee rebounds over. So Mason Plumlee has double-digit rebounds in six of the last seven games. He's averaging 10.3 rebounds in in the last 10 games on 18.6 rebound chances. Toronto, 29th in rebounding uh, and rebounds allowed in the last 10 games overall. They're allowing the most rebounds to centers the last seven games. And you look at this Toronto team. Who have they given up big rebound games to? 
20 to Sabonis, you might ask. And these are all in Toronto as well. 20 to Sabonis. Brooke Lopez just had 19. Nurkic had 18 on Sunday. Mitchell Robinson had 18 on Friday. Steven Adams had 17 last week. Zubak had 16. All, like I said, all those games in Toronto. So Plumlee rebounds will probably come out at 10 and a half. And I do think that that's probably per, uh, definitely worth a stab for sure. So um, that's what I got for you guys on that game. Heat and the Thunder don't really have much on this game. Uh, Miami is laying four and a half points uh, coming off the uh, coming off the the cover, but they did lose that game on Sunday. Uh, Royce O'Neal got a game winning tip in after I think it was a Kyrie shot that that didn't that didn't go in. OKC has been a really really difficult team to um, to cap. Right, this team is. Uh, you know, just kind of up and down. They they lost their two last road games, but you know, absolutely smack up the opponents that that come into OKC recently. And this game is difficult to cap because we don't know what's going on on the injury report. Um, it's a lot of different moving pieces, man. Uh, you look at the 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 Miami Heat roster; a lot of guys on the injury report. Pretty much the whole the whole team. Bam is listed as questionable. Kyle Lowry's already been ruled out, but Tyler Hero is also listed as questionable. Uh, and Cody Martin is also listed as questionable. Uh, and that's just that's just the beginning of it. It's a lot of other guys, but I just kind of wanted to focus on, on the main guys as far as the injury report. So I think, you know, you get more information. Okay, see, this is their role. They are they are 10 and 8 uh, ATS on the road, typically a road dog. We know that. And, and uh, you know, four and a half points. Even though Miami is trending towards playing a lot better, seems like a lot. Could be a letdown spot for the Miami Heat in this one as well. So, uh, no official play for me. Just kind of wanted to share those notes with you guys on that game. The Cavs and the Jazz game is one that I do want to talk about. And then I also want to touch just quickly on the Magic Magic and the, and the Blazers game before I get up out of here. So it uh, won't be a, sh- a long pod. Like I said, if you guys are just joining in, uh, hit the like button for me. Uh, also, check out the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. If you guys want to listen to this later on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you guys can go on. Uh, leave me a leave, uh, rate. Rate the podcast as well, please. That that would be greatly appreciated. Um, trying to do these, uh, like I said, get back into doing these every single morning. So, quick reset. Let's get right. Uh, quick, quick break. Get right back into it. So, Cavs and the Jazz. Uh, interesting, interesting game here, right? Spread opened at, at I saw it opened at two and a half in favor of Utah. It's up to four now. Uh, I'm sorry, in favor of Cleveland. It's up to four now, uh, in favor of Cleveland. This is Donovan Mitchell's first game back in Utah since the trade. He's, you know, made some comments. If you guys aren't aware that, you know, he has found happiness again, or I'm paraphrasing, of course, but something along those lines of he's just found happiness again, uh, you know, since being in Cleveland. We know that things didn't work out. They didn't get to the champ. They didn't win a championship. And now this will be his first time back. Pretty emotional game, I, I would imagine. Uh, this Utah Jazz team is uh, – good in the role as a dog right this team is uh some this six and one as a home dog this season what's interesting to note is that all six all seven of those games where they've been a home dog this year have actually come all against the west so they haven't had a situation where they've been home dogs to the east yet this will be the jazz third game in four nights and their fourth game in six nights. They were off yesterday, but they, they played both days over the weekend. They played on uh, on Saturday and, and Sunday. 
so I'd be looking towards the Cavs in this spot. I don't trust the Cavs, though. I do think that this is a spot where I see Donovan Mitchell, you know, try and 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 not even just Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is going to go out here and try his hardest, of course. He's going to play, you know, out of his mind. I think his point prop is sitting some round, somewhere around like 29 and a half. And I wouldn't be taking the under, especially with how uh, bad the, the Cleveland Cavaliers offense can be at times, specifically on the road and how much they – just rely on Donovan Mitchell to be able to score the ball. So 29 and a half, I'd only be looking towards the over. Um, but Cleveland hasn't been the best road team. This team is not really good on the road. I think you can kind of minimize all that just because of how much the team will want this win for Donovan Mitchell. This will be – this is a revenge game for Utah. They did go to Cleveland and get smacked up. Uh, I think it was earlier in December. The beginning of December is when they went in and, uh, you know, we saw Laurie Market in play extremely well in the first half in that game. This is a revenge game for Laurie Market as well. He was traded. This dude has been absolutely balling out of his mind. Excuse me. But what I look at in this game, I'm looking at the Cleveland side more than I'm looking at the Utah side. Utah is one of the worst defenses in the league. They rank just 27th defensively. You look at them over the last five games, they're 26th defensively. And like I said, third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights. Colin Sexton. Uh, Kelly Olynyk and Tyler Horton Tucker are also all already ruled out. Uh, so I'm not I, I couldn't look to back this Utah team, even though the Cleveland Cavaliers are just 6-11 and 2 against the spread on the road. The Jazz being 10 and 9 ATS at home. The Cavs are only 5-5 five, five and 1 against the spread as an away favorite. And their covers have come against, listen to this, the covers for the Cleveland Cavaliers have come against the shorthanded Suns on Sunday with no Devin Booker uh, and no Chris Paul. They beat the Pistons. I, I mean, you can't give it so much credit for covering against the Pistons in Cleveland. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in Detroit. Also against the Lakers, and this was when the Lakers, before the Lakers had actually turned it on, right? This was about two months ago. Uh, the Pistons again and the Bulls, and that was during the first week of the season. So, this, this Cleveland Cavalier team does not have a convincing road win yet, in my estimation, where they've actually been a favorite, right? So, like I said, really, for me, it's kind of difficult to want to go in here and uh, ask this team to win by multiple possessions, but that's the only way I would be able to look. Like I said, Jazz, 27-ranked defense. I know that they'll probably get up. A lot of those guys that were on the Cleveland Cavaliers that were traded for uh, – that, that were still on the, this Utah Jazz team with – Donovan Mitchell last season are gone. It's only the coaching staff that are still there. Guys like Jordan Clarkson, guys like uh, Mike Conley, right? A lot of those guys were also in the trade for Rudy Gobert. So I don't think that there's a lot of animosity. Of course, Utah is going to try to get up for this game and, you know, just kind of protect home court. But I will be looking towards Cleveland to win this game. Uh, and I, I would lay the four if I had to. Last game I want to talk about as we move along and I, and I close out the show is the Magic and the, the Portland Trailblazers. So I didn't do a lot of work on this game. Still got some more work to do. But I think it's interesting that the Portland Trailblazers have been such a poor team recently. This team is not trending well right now. If you've been following following along and paying attention, Portland's kind of falling off a cliff. They started the season off really, really strong. This team was 3-7. and seven. They, they, They're just 3-7 and seven against the spread and straight up in their last 10 games. Uh, first game back home off a, a nice little uh, East Coast road trip. I mentioned they, they lost most recently on Sunday to the Toronto Raptors. But, I mean, this team has lost – before that game, they lost to the Indiana Pacers in a game where they just couldn't close out. They couldn't close out. 
Uh, I think Pacers ended the ended that game on a t- uh, a 10-0 run, which is really really interesting when you got guys like Damian Lillard and you got guys like uh, like um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, Anthony Simons, right? These guys typically can can shoot the ball. They can typically play well. If I'm looking at this game with the Orlando Magic getting smacked up yesterday, sort of on the opposite on the opposite side, Orlando is uh, you know on the West Coast trip. This will be uh, second night of a back to back in their third game in four nights. They beat the Golden the shorthanded Golden State Warriors when Klay Thompson got ruled out at the last second on on uh, on uh, Saturday. Had Sunday off. And then, of course, they go into Sacramento. Sacramento came out with their hair on fire last night. Absolutely smack up Orlando in this spot. But laying seven and a half seems like a, a pretty big number, uh, you know, for a team that hasn't been winning winning recently. Initially, the first thing I thought about was, man, I really want to get to Portland early in this game. Uh, I really want to get them early in this game because they should be absolutely fired up and motivated to come out here and play extremely well in the first quarter. Uh, in front of their home crowd to get the bad taste out of their mouth. But so should Orlando. Orlando's just in a bad travel spot, right? Like I said, back-to-back games. Uh, on the West Coast, when you're an East Coast team, these games are starting at a much different, a much later time fr- time frame than you're typically used to playing games and trying to get your body adjusted to that time difference can be difficult. I think immediately what jumps out to me is a guy like Anthony Simons. We know Orlando struggles against guards. They have a lot of post presence. But immediately what stuck, struck, sticks out to me is guys like Anthony Simons, um, guys like Damian Lillard, because Orlando does struggle against guards specifically. And typically you, you you shoot a lot of threes against the Orlando Magic because they have a lot of paint presence, right? Guys like Wendell Carter Jr., even though he did get banged up in that game last night, not 100% sure if he returned, which is why we we have time to you know investigate, look into things like that. They'll need him. Bo Bo also being out due to health and safety protocol, uh, pretty sure that he's not going to make a return. But this guy, this this team, this Orlando Magic team has a bunch of length and athleticism on the inside. So I'd be looking for, uh, you know, Portland. Like I said, I want to take them early, but Portland has a track record of not not playing games early and then kind of turning it on late. You would think they would want to come out and kind of assert their dominance early in this game. Uh, so that that's one way I'd be looking to, you know, looking to attack this game. Like I said, not 100 percent sure how I want to play it, but I do think guys like Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard have a really, really big game in this spot. They to me they have uh, you know guys that can match up with a guy like Jeremy Grant pretty well, and uh, and Nurkic as well. So uh, I think you attack it from the Portland Trailblazer guard position. So uh, what's that? Five games in the books, twenty three minutes in the books. Uh, hit the like button for me if you guys haven't already. Share the show uh, as well, and let me get to the comments real quick before I got out of here. I haven't even looked at a comment. What up, Markel? Uh, Bitsy, uh, KC, what's going on? Brian, what's going on? Uh, Brian said, what's happening, Chris? Going to take the Blazers spread, fade magic on second night of a back-to-back. Could not talk you off of that. What up, Ant? Uh, Donovan Mitchell narrative? I talked about it. Absolutely. Mitchell, uh, off plenty of rest and back in Utah sounds good. No, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. I think uh, Donovan Mitchell being back in Utah, it's going to be a lot of emotion. I was reading some of the some of the articles, some of the posts. Uh, some of the some of the articles uh, coming out of the Cleveland Cavalier beat writers, and they were talking about how you know he's not Donovan Mitchell specifically doesn't really know what kind of reception to expect. It'll, they'll probably end up doing a tribute video. Not sure if the the fans are going to boo him or or cheer for him because he didn't he didn't win a championship, right? 
he 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 was kind of talking greasy about the organization as well, uh, you know, once he left. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of reception he gets. But I would I would definitely be looking towards his props. Uh, like I said, 29 and a half, uh, even probably looking towards the assist. I think it's a really, really big game for him. And I think the guys kind of rally around him as well, uh, you know, and, and try to help him out uh, and get a win for him. Uh, Markel said Blazers should win tonight. Uh, so if they win, uh, got a blaze, blaze, blaze on up. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for sure. They, they should definitely win the game against Orlando tonight. But uh, seven and a half seemed like a big number. I, like I said, I got to do some more work on that game. But yeah, like I said, hit the like button for me if you guys can. 25 minutes of, in the books, man. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me early, early in the morning. Just kind of sharing my thoughts with you guys. I still got some work, like I said, to do on these games uh, before I give out official plays. But we're going to cash today. We definitely cash in today. Best of luck to you guys. Uh, and uh, like I said, check out the podcast on podcast streaming platforms if you guys haven't already. Uh, typically upload it right after I'm done with the show. So um, that's what I got for you guys, man. Best of luck to you on your action today. Tune back in with me, 515, for the for the second show of the day, the Crispy Cap and NBA show. We'll definitely have officials. Uh, feel good getting back up in the morning, man, doing the shows early in the morning. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you guys uh, later on this afternoon.